This is Friends of the Devil. Friends of the Devil. Friends of the Devil. This is Friends of the Devil podcast. I believe we want to call this episode one just because we have all the lighting and the seats and the table. Can you say that slower? Friends of the Devil Friends. Podcast. This Friends of the Devil Podcast. Friends of the Devil. Right, can I can I throw out a hot take right now? What's a hot take? Hot take. What's a hot take? What's that? I, I don't know how I feel about the name anymore. Really? Ooh. Whoa! Yeah, we're starting. We're starting some contention. We're starting hot in this one. I like, I like the name. It's just we. You know, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> it's ab- it's abstract. I think it's interesting. Well, you know, so my my, my general concept of it was. The song "Friends of the Devil." Uh, it was uh, there's a Counting Crow variation of it, which I really love, mm. and that almost completely described my love life. Where you know you feel like you can travel around California and find yourself different variations of this woman that you're in love with. And that song made you think of two with two other guys that you're doing a podcast with. Well, in the midst of that, it's like here's the thing. Here's Am I being a dick? It's like what what that part of my brain is is that like that searching, and I felt most okay with searching the things that I do that I feel like I shouldn't do with you guys, and I wanted to explore that. Okay, and that's why I matched up. I was like, I get I get to go, and like even though you're not lead singer, lead guitarist, I'm not drummer, and he's not bass, we still get to hang out. Yeah, and I thought yeah. that was cool. What do you think are intention is what's your intention with getting together what do you want out of this man i'm mildly selfish so i do want this to monetize and like that'd be fucking great to get sponsors and stuff and then the second half of it is just like how did i know adam's first response was going to be something <laughs> business related that's, that's always the first response yeah. uh and then the second would be yeah I, I, like i said i love i love this time for my month or week or whatever it may be so I get to like, I get to way, 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 way slow down. Learn something completely new. We just went through this whole fucking, I still don't know the fuck how this works. <laughs> we went through this for the last, you know, an hour. I came here at 6 on I thought I was late. I was early. <laughs> what time uh, is it right now? I it's don't like 7.30. Yeah. Um, so, you know, our setup time would be like, like an hour and 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. Like I'm learning something new and I think it it's fun and humbling and it's enjoyable. All right, I'm going to double down. Yeah. Let's get one layer deeper. Yeah. Why are you here with me? Why are you here with Zeus? Why did you, what did you want? I think specifically, I felt like Andrew was more like, I'd seen the world hardware and that was repetitive. And I was seeing you over at, uh, the Hollywood Equinox, which mm-hmm. I went to once before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything shut down. And um, then we had a couple conversations I thought were really good. And I was like, I wonder, like in the most heterosexual way, I wonder if he likes me. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> and I was like, we call him up and like, see. And like, I was like, oh, cool. You know, we're, we, we, we vibe, we're into each other in the most heterosexual way possible. Um, and then I already remembered like Sabine and I had like gotten high a couple times and like, <laughs> I remember. I don't know. This is what? Who is this? Sumit. I'm Sumit. Sumit. Yes. Um, So now we know that we have Adam, Adam. we have Andrew, and we have Sumit. We don't have to just 
discuss ourselves any further. I think what's interesting is our dynamics and why we're here together. So yeah. keep going. I agree. Yeah. Keep going. So me, we got high a couple times. How did you guys meet? We met at the gym. Oh, this guy jocked in my workout. Yeah. Oh, so he, 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 uh, yeah. What gym was it? It was a uh, Glendale Super Sport. LA Fitness. Okay. Yeah. That's so you, so what we've learned so far is that you just combed the gyms of Los Angeles pre-COVID <laughs> to find <laughs> possible men to collaborate with. <laughs> that might be it. That could be that it. That may be it. Maybe and so we should yeah. feel privileged <laughs> that out of all of the men in Hollywood and in LA, you pick the two of us as, as people you'd want to collaborate with. I do feel that's genuinely cool. appreciative, honestly. Right. Thank you. Like, that's pretty dope. Yeah. What, what did you want to do? When you were like, I want to create something, mm-hmm. you're a creator, you're kind of a producer mind. What did you envision when you first met me, when you invent, met Sami, and you put us in, in a, a FaceTime together? Well, like, what did you, what did you see out of it? The, it, it was easy math. It was one plus one equals two. I mean, it's like, you're both actors, and you're both actively pursuing the industry. Like, a little bit of just cachet to LA guys who, like, you have to be good looking aesthetically, you have to be smart, and you have to be interested, you have to be ambitious, just even to make it a little bit in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So there, there's so many, like, boxes you have to check off. And I knew, like, if we can consistently keep on hopping on the phone together, and we did, and we consistently keep on meeting up with each other, and we, we were doing it, we still are doing that, mm-hmm. that, like, it was going to be successful because we're so used to environments to where you have to impress somebody in five seconds or less. So if we have enough time to build something like over three, four, five months, two years, mm-hmm. like it's just going to get so much more excellent than anything that's out there right now. Okay. Because oh, yeah. very few people in this industry, in like this is super meta, in the audio industry, when it comes to like podcasts and shit, think that way. Or they're like, this is my baby. You have to make this perfect. What do you think? That you, th- you say that they are. They, that's what they are. That's what I, I looked at. Like, here's like, here's my complete, like honest where I'm at right now. I looked at like the top like probably 10% of talent in podcasting for my age range for guys that like that 25 to like maybe 40. And they're like, they're lifestyle guys who have like a YouTube or they have like a comedy career or something like that. Guys that like kind of exist in my realm. And I'm like, for the most part, it's, it's catering to their audience. Mm-hmm. And I think with this, like we don't have any audiences really. Right. Like, so it's like, it's completely like fresh starts. Like right. what the fuck are we going to talk about? What's the fuck's niche? All right, so I'm going to keep asking you questions because because you, for whoever's consuming this right now, God fucking love you. Thank you. For real. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Because what I'm trying to do right now, and this kind of came to me earlier today, is like, how are we going to initiate this? Is uh, let's work backwards and find like the why beneath, like why the hell we're here. Why there are so many times over the course of the last couple months, I'm like, I don't, there's no direction here. I don't know what this is. There's, I could spend this time doing something else. What do you want to serve the people with? Like, what do you want people to get at? Um, one word, growth. Mm. I, I want growth to take place here. Great. Either, I mean, if, if not just for me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I- I'd but, love that, that because yeah. that's fucking honest. Before, yeah, before this recording, I was talking about like my, my ego being tied up in like the last place I was living. I mean, I had like transition at and like, where did you live before for being? Yeah, yeah. So I was living uh, on Hollow Boulevard in this new, like, renovated building that was just built like two or three years ago. And um, it's, it was really expensive to live there, but it had all the amenities that I wanted. 
uh, top COVID hit and like made a lot of bad decisions and had to leave. And so I was talking about like my my ego being tied up in that. And then you're around people that like they're not even thinking about that. Like they're like, hey, can you condo? I'm making three hundred dollars for the house. And like we're just pursuing our careers. And that's the most important thing. We're not worried about where we're living. And I mean, for you know the last you know 20, 29 days, like that's been the consistent like thing I've heard over and over again. But I need to hear stuff like that. I need to get reminded of like the most important thing or the reason why I moved here. Right. And what I identify as my masculinity and my identity was just like, I love being an entertainer mm. in any platform I possibly can or facilitate that entertainment. Now for, now yeah. then just to explain yeah. the situation. So why do you feel that that's compromised? What's changed? Like, so you so it like, when I first got out here, it was 21. Like it was literally just about that. I was like, I'm going to get on a stage, let me perform. Mm-hmm. And then as I've gotten older, like I want to be super, super stable and be able to and not like have to worry about like when tabs come my direction, like, oh shit, I only have a hundred dollars in the bank. Like the moments, a lot of moments like that. Mm. Or like I, I can't eat for the next like one or two days because I didn't like make enough money to like fuck. I mean like you it's know, the life. comedy doesn't play. <laughs> comedy doesn't pay. Right. And like yeah, I felt like a deep sense of insecurity about around that stuff. Mm. And I think I, I still do. But it's like it's just different levels of it. And I think um, this this room helps me think outside of that ego attachment with like status and with where my life is and it helps me think more about just like being a better human than other people. And already what I'm getting and if if if, if someone's consuming this, they're hearing somebody who came in with strength, with ego, with something, and was knocked down a peg and is now sitting here willing to talk about that. Yeah. And is willing to begin a journey from this place because that's where we are right now. It's day one. Yeah. We don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I And so what I want to do right now is I want to introduce now like why I'm here. And then I feel like it's me. Because what my thing is directly correlated to you. Because you, as that's the story I know too, which is I met you at, 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 like through a friend at my bar. And then we, I saw you at the gym. And every time we met and we talked... I was so thrown off. I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what you were all about. You know, like you, you are a personality that is kind of larger than life. And if anybody knows you from social media or from meeting you out, it, it's like there's a palpable energy of what the fuck is this guy going to do next? Like, do you know that about yourself? No. You don't know that. Do you? No, am I right? Like, have you gauged that? Mm. Well, this is me knowing you in hyper hyper testosterone forward situations like at a bar at the gym yeah these are situations where it's like hyper masculinity like forward right and i'm not that person i'm more of kind of like a reserve like i i, I don't lead with that maybe because it's self-consciousness I, I i don't like to push myself out there like that so when i met you and you're like i want to collaborate i was always so intrigued by your personality because it was always so fucking powerful it was just powerful um, and I just was so intrigued by that. And so when you, you, then when you came to me, it's like, let's create content, right? I was like, all right, I'm interested. I like creating content because I'm an actor. So it's an actor. Like we constantly trying to do something, but I'm also very conscious about what I put out and I'm worried about how I'm perceived. I wish less so, but I am worried about how I'm perceived. Um, and so when I watched your stuff online, it's like, 
it's wild. You have no fear. Like if anybody's watching, like has seen Adam's stuff on Instagram or else, it's all about just like, let's get out there. Let's put content out there. I don't really care what I'm saying. I'm going up to strangers, talking to them. So I remember looking, I was like, I, I will not do that. I can't do that. That's right. not my brand. Plus I'm a create, I want to, I'm an actor. I'm a fucking snobby artist. Like I want to create things. And yeah, I put silly shit out there too, but like I'm, I'm a creator. So through that through those discussions i saw a part of you that i didn't see on, on the content and that i didn't see at the gym or at the bar i saw a guy who was this guy yeah. that's like i am this person that i'm showing the world because i know i want to be that guy but i have all this other world of interesting nuance that i i thought the world should know yeah. because i know that there are other guys like that think they have to be some sort of way. Right. Whether it's like out there living in the nice apartment in Hollywood, walking around being alpha, walking around not giving a shit, right. you know? And I feel like there's so there's just so much space underneath the surface that people should see, that the people need to see. And if you kind of like the paradigm of that personality can lead the way with that a little bit or to show that, I mean, I think it's valuable to them. Right. And so, through our conversations during COVID time, watching, like having these conversations and seeing a part of you that I, that I never saw before, I'm like, this has to be the medium. Like, this is what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to unpack that with you. Um, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I mean, it's a little emotional, I think, because it's like, no, like it, it's like it got me a little bit too. Yeah, it's, it's super cool to hear. I appreciate. I appreciate and like, this is why I feel like I was saving um, this today. I was like, I need yeah. to talk to Adam about this because, like, I straight up did not want to do the shit that you were doing. I was yeah. terrified. Of it. Like, I would never do that. Um, you know, and I don't know if you still have that in the archives of your Instagram, but some of this shit's crazy. I, I have a, I have a like, similar opinion. Yeah, actually, like some of this shit's crazy. <laughs> um, but then I would have this other, I would co have conversations with you. You would be so open about like certain things that you were going, I'm not going to speak to you. Obviously yeah, it's not my place. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's also willing to be vulnerable and real. Yeah. And that gets me to why I'm here. That's why I've decided to connect. You know, we've decided to work together. And then you introduced me to Samit through our FaceTimes and our talks. And it's like, I was like, whoa, this is a fucking 180, <laughs> you know? And the fact, that, <laughs> the fact that his personality was one that you kind of gravitated towards too made it me even more intrigued because that showed that you were really being strategic about this and not just, you know, 100 miles per hour. Forward. Well, it, I wasn't going to be, and no one's going to be Barstool Sports or, you know, no, no one's going to be, you know, Joe Budden or fucking like Charlemagne. Like, we're not going to recreate those parts. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you the beauty like, is in being ourselves. It's like, yeah, you can't become like the newest, best shotgun. Right. You know, it's not going to happen. Um, so I was like, in order for this to work, it has to be something that can completely lead us. Like, we have to turn ourselves to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which, like, meant that I'm going to have to play drummer on this thing, which is weird for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, it's, and still get used to it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's like I said, it's like it's been with the two wheels since so I've been there. But that's part of being a producer. Yeah. You know, playing mm -hmm. drummer, making right. sure to wear that, wear that hat, right. wear that hat and, and take charge of, of, of your vision, yeah. you know, because this very much was your vision. Right. I had a very similar story too. Right. That, no, to, no, to no, I think it's the right time now for you to kind of tell yours because yeah. I feel like I needed to 
do that because that, there yeah. was so much of me that had a lot of resistance towards this. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to you guys yeah. about that. There was always I love resistance. That. Yeah. Um, but, uh, apparently. We, we had conversations yeah, about it. See, but we loved it because it guided us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it helped gave us that, that, that measure to like carve what we're creating. Right. No, I'm sure when I was in New York and I was just being like, guys, fuck you guys. Like, what the fuck? Like, no. <laughs> like, no. No, this is a bad idea. No. <laughs> and then you guys meeting up, I know when I wasn't there, I could imagine you were like, oh, he's not really committed. <laughs> Am I right? It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, that's, okay. that's okay. So I was taught masculinity meant to assert yourself as strong as possible around the other males and let them know, like, you you will you will kill motherfuckers mm. with your bare hands. Mm. Like, that's what I was taught. I was just taught, like, this is how you assert yourself. And it was just, like, a silent dominance. It was a little fear-driven. Like, and it was a little, like, emotionally, like, fuck with me. Like, you mm. know, yeah. a grown man is telling you to pack your shit and you can go ahead and leave if you want to at, like, seven, eight years old. At, you know, 9.30 at night in the middle of the goddamn woods, you're like, oh, shit. Like, Damn. this could get real today. I moved from my mom's house in, like, Richmond, California to my grandparents' house in Como, California, Mesino County, when I was, like, um, second grade. So, I was, like, seven. And so, that first year, like, I remember, like, if I go deep, I have, like, so many memories of just, like, no TV. You're on a diet now because you're fat. You know, like, you got to fucking read instead of, like, watch TV all day. Um, and, like, you know, being really insecure because, like, I lived in a room with my mom for, like, years. And then I had, like, my own room in my grandparents' house. And, like, not feeling comfortable because, like, I was afraid of the dark still. And, like, they're, like, in another room. And I was, like, kind of cold in here. And, like, I was, like, wanting to sleep next to them. And, like, um, it's all those weird, like, kind of initial feelings. And I feel like I never talk about that in a room then either. Mm. And that's what I thought would be cool. I do think there's something about like iron sharpens iron and like surround yourself with people you want to be like. And these are two men that I, I do like there's pieces of them that I really do admire and like a lot. So I think it was going to be cool to put that on, on wax. And then at the same time, go through your process on my own terms, um, kind of like rebuilding my own kind of like mm. life and my own kind of spirit. Cause I, I went through like some weird shit when I moved like mm-hmm. depressive loss for like eight, nine days. Yeah. And like, I don't think we talk about depression about it. It doesn't matter either. But this, look, but, fuck, yeah. man. Yeah, like, so. If there's yeah. a place to do it, like. It's right here. I, um, With these people. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm just reminded of what Samit asked me when I first showed up here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you asked me about who raised me? Oh! <laughs> ah! All right, wait, wait. Just ask me the question. <laughs> so, and then let's hear what Adam has to say with it. So. Because this is hilarious. Andrew. Yes. Were you raised by two moms? My answer is no, I was not raised by two moms. But something happened, I guess, in translation where that's what you thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I will, I will yeah. clarify this. Yeah. Um, as much as there's not, I think it's amazing <laughs> if two women are raising a kid. That is so a part of our culture. Yeah. I'm from a neighborhood in Brooklyn that is like was progressive before progressive was a word in, in the vernacular of the American culture. It's Park Slope in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Beautiful place. But, uh, I mean, I had a lesbian rabbi, so we can figure out what that is. Interesting. Um, um, no, cool. I was raised by my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have an older sister who's four and a half years older than me, who is very stubborn, a very headstrong woman. Like, both is she are a Gemini? incredible. I don't fucking know. She's from October 18th. Hopefully not. No, uh, Gemini is June. Ju- uh, June, May. So my sister's yeah. an October baby. But okay. she is... An incredible woman. My mother, another incredible woman. Mm. 
a, a, a sister who's headstrong four and a half years older than you is basically like another mom. And I was raised in that unit. I know exactly so, what you mean. <laughs> interpretively, yes, I was raised by two moms. Um, but one was my sister. And yeah, one was that's my what mom. I thought. I yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just thought it was hilarious yeah. because um, uh, that will play into the differences in how we were raised. Yeah. No. And what our definition of masculinity is. And we're going to go into that later. Yeah. But after now, we really need to hear from Sunit. Uh, because he was approached much like I was from, yeah. by Adam as to like, co- let's collaborate, let's yeah. do something. So, um, I met Adam at the gym, uh, years ago and Adam and I have been in touch intermittently. Um, but he always struck me as a, as a cool dude, just unique individual. Uh, I never really knew what he did creatively besides just being a personal trainer. Um, genuinely, uh, I didn't know that he did comedy until we started discussing collaborating, um, which I thought was really fucking dope. Um, I always have so much respect for people who do stand-up, man, because stand-up is like, stand-up is the art form of play where you have no fucking masks that you hide behind. You don't have an instrument that you hide behind. You don't have a character that you have behind. You don't have like a a play that you hide behind. You like, you were literally just being your fuck, bearing your soul bare to the fucking audience, depending on if you have a monologue. But even then, your monologue is very you-driven. So I've always had so much admiration for comedians, man. Do you think it's also because it's like your expectation to to entertain is like immediate? Like you're given seven minutes. Like you better get funny in in five or ten seconds. Otherwise, like, you know, there's no time to warm up. That's scary, man. That's like you just got to be on it. You got to be on it. And if you're not on it, then you die. And if you die, whew, it can be hard. <laughs> it can be hard, man. Do you feel like, um, like that's why you chose acting? Because you felt like it was going to be no. more of like an embracing beautiful No. Um, acting for me was... Um, so you like went to school? And you no. Well, my, my journey with acting has been very non-typical. Um, it, it really just started with, oh, let me take an easy elective to get an easy A. Because I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do in university. Mm-hmm. I took an intro to theater class and I fell in love. Like, I describe a lot of guys that says university without the before it. Like, you know, those people who say like, uh, I went to I'm weirdly British like that. <laughs> like, I, I have like my weird isms. You Continue. Know? I just had to. Uni. I, just have... I, I even say uni. At I'm uni. like a weirdo who says uni yeah. too. Where, so. what uni, where did you go to university? I went to Wayne State University in Detroit cool. in uh, cool. like... Uh, the heart of Detroit. As you were. Sorry, I interrupted, um, but I just, I, I heard it and I had to call it. No, please. Um, yeah, so I took an intro to theater class, fell in love, uh, and I was on the track to do traditional like theater school, and my parents told me to do something substantial with my life because I'm Indian, mm-hmm. and the Indian way is to, um, <laughs> is to have, you know, your set buckets, you know, like structure. We don't want to make too much of an impact. We want to have... You know, just make sure you're settled. You're a doctor, engineer, you know, like do, do the stable career shit. Uh, I'm the ultimate fucking black sheep. I said, fuck that shit. I chose the acting track and then my parents told me to do something substantial. I tried to do dietetics. Uh, shit didn't work out. Long story short, I ended up in advertising. I hated my life. And now I'm here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so why I'm here... So Adam, uh, I was back in Michigan. Uh, I, I went back to Michigan at the start of quarantine 
and he called me and he's like, bro, let's collaborate. Let's do some shit. It's quarantine. Nobody's doing shit. I'm like, bro, I feel you. Let's do some shit. I'm the type who's just always fucking down to collaborate. Like I, I, if it has substance and it has value, I like to take it by the horns and fucking let's say do some shit. Like not, I, I feel like I don't know enough artists who actually take control of, of their own career. And I really want to be that person who takes fucking control of his career the way that I vision it. Um, and you know, I, I'm always open to new fresh ideas and mediums. Uh, Adam approached me about doing some shit, like some skits. I'm like, yeah, I'm not the type of actor who hates doing skits because it's play. Everything is playful for me. I embrace my inner child that way <laughs> through my art. Yeah, you know, the most fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> it, it's like it's super humbling to hear like all you guys kind of like just like talk about this because it, it is like my the idea I came up with, but I didn't even think of it that way. I was I always thought of it like it would be cool to do something in the audio space as kind of a test. I didn't even know it was a podcast at that time. I thought yeah. it was a fucking skit, and then your skit shits. So you you sent me some ideas, and I'm like. Oh. I mean, oh, this is way, way back. Way, way back. And way I, back. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you sent me some skit shit and I'm like, That's right. um, I mean, That's right. I never really see myself doing this, oh, yeah. but like, I mean, I'm down to like play and do something, you know, like maybe I can find a way to integrate my vision Dude, into this. Um, I don't know, like some some crazy ass shit of like this this just shit you do like dudes accosting dudes and like dudes accosting women and just doing crazy fucking oh, stupid yeah. dumbass shit like nonsensically. And this is going back to what I saw, which, <laughs> which was the reference. And and to be fair, like there is a paradigm for it, and this is where I'm going to give you credit. There's a paradigm for that. Like it's reality you're, television you're at up, like it's at its purest. Yeah, you were bringing up names like Logan Paul and and these other guys that you mentioned who do that kind of stuff. Yeah, me and to me as like like fucking annoying artists, guys. And as you said too, I'm willing to play a sketch. If you go to my like my Instagram, if you've seen my yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah. I do booze sketches as because I'm a bartender. I do little silly things with my friends, but for me, it's about context, right? right? Mm -hmm. So if in that context, I know I'm doing like a sketch that's shot on the iPhone that is edited quick and I can put it up for a minute on my phone. I'll do that if it's tongue in cheek, if it's fun, mm -hmm. if it's not too controversial, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Everything beyond that, the going up to strangers at the park, pushing their buttons, figuring out the, the things that you were kind of doing that you have confidence in your body doing that I don't. I'm like, I know myself. I'm not judging you for that. I can't be involved. No, I think yeah. like, Part of me kind of wants everything to fall apart so that I can just do all of that unabashedly mm -hmm. and just like just start going off and just like hire a videographer, making like five or six K in personal training and just like hiring a dude to follow me around and just yeah. like do crazy shit. However, like I understand how like like someone mentioned I mean like, that's kind of what Ashton Kutcher did with Punk. Yeah, a little bit. Like that's what Jackass was. The only problem with that was like Everything was very structured, planned out, TV show. And now I'm just getting like a guy with a DSL camera be like, watch this, and we go up and talk to somebody. Yeah. Which I can get like, somebody mentioned, are you trying to like build a douchebag army? Like, what are you trying to accomplish <laughs> by putting this content out? Like, what's the goal of this content? Who, who's yeah. your audience? But, who are these people? All right, just for the sake of, of what we're doing, can you give an example of what that was? Yeah, so um, I, I thought a great opening to any great like uh, show would be 
me talking to girls in the most like improper ways I ever thought imaginable. So I was like, so one time I got to a point where I was like, I got really high, and uh, <laughs> a girl was walking around Beverly Hills, and uh, what was she at? She was like, um, I'm out here, I'm a student, looking for money. I was like, have you thought about porn? And then we cut. <laughs> and I thought that was the best cut ever. And like, no one's really caught it yet. And like, no one's ever called me on it. But like, I was like, I had made this like pretty incendiary comment. Um, and it got away with it. And it felt so good. It was like, I was like online, I was promoting it, just saying like these crazy things. Right. And uh, it was getting a reaction. Right. And I, I could see it was like, some people were, they would watch it and not even tell me they watched it, which I thought was the next level of cool. Mm. Like when people were like, they fuck with you and then I'm telling you they fuck with you. Mm. That was kind of like a nice little, and then I got, I got one where it was me hanging out with a porn star and uh, that hit 1.8 and I was like, ooh. I heard this story. This was a, this is a fun story. on Instagram? No, I put it on YouTube. Uh, I I put it on Instagram for a hot second to tell me to to take it off. Uh, Um, (laughs) And, uh, YouTube we, told you to take it off because no, no, it was too Nina, hot? Nina told me to take it off my Instagram. Oh, really? Uh, so I had like just a video of her just like dancing around in a bra. Okay. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was like, this is great. Like I was, like I just, context on me, like I wasn't winning with girls ever. And then like I got 27 and all of a sudden it started going mm-hmm. really well. 27 years old. Yeah, 27 years old. Moved to Hollywood. Everything started like going really smooth. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, I'm hanging out with porn stars now. And I thought, oh, this is a rival. This is great, and um, it was a very vapid day, but like it got a lot of views for a guy who just started. I just started a YouTube channel, like at that point, thirteen days ago, okay. right? And then I got a, a video that shot up to a thousand views. I was like, "This could work." Yeah, you got <laughs> you got this, that dopamine, yeah, man. This could, yeah. this, could, this could play, you know. <laughs> like it's YouTube; it's not TikTok, so it's not like this is like this is a scalable thing I can just keep yeah. on doing. So can I can yeah. I make my observation? One yeah. of my observations is is that was the part of me that kept coming back to be intrigued by you. Yeah, is I can see the calculatedness in it. It's like the guy who came up with Jackass is not looking or creating no. Jackass because he think, thinks this is high art. You know, it's like, oh, people are going to want this. It's content. They're going to want content. And just creating raw content. Right. So I almost saw you accidentally backing into this thing that got 1.8 million views. No, no, no. That hit 1,800. Guys. Whatever. 1,800 views. We can cut that out. We can cut that out. Let's not do that. So let's call it 1,800. We got 1,800. 1,800. You got like 1,845. That's fine. Whatever. The the point is the same. Yeah, 1.8 is is a very deceiving number, my friend. He said 1.8 is a very deceiving number. Anyway. (laughs) I love that we automatically assume million at that point. Why not? Because everybody and their mom gets fucking 1.8 million views. Um, yeah. That was Freudian. Yeah. Um, so, my, but my point is, is that there was a calculated nature to you backing into this thing that got popular, and then saying, "Oh, I'm not the guy. I know I'm not the guy that's just going around being a jackass. You can be because you have the chutzpah to do it. But it doesn't mean that that at your core is who you are. No. But you saw yeah. an opportunity <laughs> to like, oh, if I could play this character, then that could be the way." to create some notoriety so I have the clout to then produce and do whatever other shit I want. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, and the thing is though, about that, though, there's just, there's so much of those people and you have a bigger vision than that. 
You didn't need to be just that person. We, I, I love what resonated here. And Andrew kept on pushing for like, for, for, for heart. And, and heart is, is really something that I'm, I'm really coming to realize is, is important with the art that I want to but, create for the world. Well, I'll be, I'll be real. Like the reason why I'm pushing for heart because that's what people give a shit about. Yeah. I kept pushing for the fact that no one is going to give us 30 seconds of their ears or their eyes if there is not something that is authentic that they want, that right. they're gaining value from. Right. And, and if so you guys my, are still listening, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's more, my point is, is that like everything we say has to come from a place. Yes, we can make it quippy. We can find gimmicks and games that make it fun or funny. But like this shit has to be a thing that you will relate to because you're going through the same shit we're going through. You're struggling to figure out how you're creating your stuff or how you can not be anonymous in this fucking And how to be an artist to your own measure in your own way. In this modern world, which we have the amazing ability to do. We have this amazing ability with all this fucking technology that's so cheap now to be our artist in our own right and express ourselves in our own right and actually have an audience. If he's about growth, yes, right, yes. If you could whittle it down, your purpose here, because he said it's growth, whether it's even if it's his own growth, which I think is super fucking cool, because it's like you're willing to show and produce that in real time, which you don't know where that's gonna go. So that's fucking dangerous. But what about for you? For me, it's. There ain't no fucking rush. See, because like growth is is really at the heart of it for me, and I can't jump on that though, because there's something deeper at it. And I would say, I mean, yours is heart. It sounds like clearly. I'll I'll unpack that. I'll come back to you and figure that out exactly. (laughs) I mean, for me, heart. It's a little too esoteric. It's not specific. It's expression for you. Expression is probably closer. I would say it's It's, expression. There's like for me a big question that's been flowing through me is what is my purpose you know and and what is my true purpose why is Samit here right here on this plane right now (laughs) and I've been asking a buddy challenged me with that question last year and I was like whoa I've never had that really put on me and and I and I can't step away from that and I, I really work to find deeper and deeper like why am I here for humans not not for myself because and being an actor, we're, being we're an gonna artist, go. We're gonna go into purpose later. We right? will, yeah. Okay, but like, but yeah, it's it, it's 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 if someone, intention, okay. intention. Hmm. So if someone was to, if if someone asked you, uh, if someone was like, "Samit, what are you working on this week?" and you're like, "Oh, I'm doing a podcast." Oh yeah, what's that podcast about? Oh, it's about. What do you What are you saying? Why would that person? Why would this person want to listen to it? Yeah, that's a hard question. I know, but like, we need to have the fucking answers. To this especially shit, when right? I don't have growth on it, because growth is really like a big part of evolution. But that's also you that, can that's give it a sentence. Like, for me, really, it's about communicating vulnerability mm-hmm. and 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 living as an individual in modern society to your to your fullest heart's extent. You know, being fully wholeful, you know, and, and how, how do we as individuals come to a point where we can be wholeful, 
And like, it's having that conversation. Like, but but meaning like self-actualized, like living in your body 100%, like authentically you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and expressing ourselves authentically within this world and actually being successful with the monochromes of with the with with how society calls success being successful within our authentic selves and explore in 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 this life that we're living right now in this modern world we're living right now and exploring that with you guys because you guys come from very different perspectives mm-hmm. but we we have we have a point of where where we meet in mm-hmm. the middle where where there's an understanding and it's an interesting because we have the ability to to get vulnerable with each other right we have we have the desire to get vulnerable with each yeah. other yeah. i mean I know what mine is. I care way too much about what people think about me. I probably think about it subconsciously or consciously anytime I'm out in public, whether it's how I'm perceived by women how I'm perceived by industry executives, how I'm perceived by my partner, how I'm perceived by my roommates. At all times, I'm hyper. And I've not, I've learned to understand and live with it. And I've learned to find a way to be myself, to be silly, to be interesting, to be authentic, even within that space. It's fucking hard, which is why we like things that are so meditative, such as playing sports, such as being in a scene, acting, or doing something where we can hide kind of ourselves right. and just focus on a task mm-hmm. and be so in the moment on the task because we don't then then we lose the self consciousness, right? And over the course of my time being in LA, which is now almost four years, mm-hmm. I have been saved by audio. I have like these things, podcasts, have like saved me through this. I have made friends with the people and the hosts and the guests and really? the stories. Yeah, man, from Radio Lab, This American Life, Dude, Armchair I Expert, fucking love How Radio Neil Lab. Feel, Radio Lab is one of the all best, my favorite. Whether bro. it's whether it's the the whether it's the interview based with like with celebrities mm. and like like Dak Shepard with Armchair Expert, it's mm-hmm. like it has changed my life. Here. Dude, I, I agree with you. Like on being with Chris you know? Tippett changed my life. Yeah, on being is an incredible show. Oh my show. god, such a transformative what Guy, what Guy show. Done, and we can go into all these oh, places. Yeah. Like they are the OG. Like that. Mm. This is this form. This format mm. has saved kind of my 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 self consciousness because it's it's mm. I've heard. Dozens and th- hundreds and thousands of stories over the course of the last three and a half, four years. Like, I don't know if you guys listen to Tim Ferriss. I mean, Tim Ferriss is kind of polarizing. He's he's all about, he's your kind of guy. Yeah. But he just post, he just did a show last week about, um, you know, the abuse he, he had as a kid. He had a whole hour and a half with uh, Debbie Millman, like a good friend, another like brilliant woman, about his experience as a kid. And he's just burying his soul for an hour and a half about this shit. And it's like, Fuck, this dude has millions of followers. And he's sharing that. And I don't know ultimately what's going to happen with this, but I want people who think they have a perception of me and think that, like, oh, that guy's, you know, he's got it figured out. He's confident, dude. He's, and I want people to be like, oh, okay. Like, he's, 
he's walking around every second, every step of every second of the day, could worried people might be judging him, right? Mm-hmm. And like I've learned the most cathartic experiences I've had here in LA was just in connection, connecting to other people, mm-hmm. connecting to nature, connecting to to yes. new friends, coworkers, bar guests. That's why I love bartending because I can talk about caring about people and caring about what people think. Bartending in a busy place in West Hollywood, I can make people's night hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So that's me feeding that need to mm. help others dozens of times in a night that that's I'm satiated because mm. I'm of service to other people mm. that, okay, these people like me because I'm serving them booze for four or five or six hours. Mm. I'm good. So like I'm great at that job because it's just replenishing the well of my need to yeah. love, my need to be loved. Yeah. Right. And I want people to know that about me. And I want to share that through stories, mm. through talking, through conversations with you and figuring out how we can kind of face that head on and get stronger and learn to not give a shit. Like I'm part of the reason I've been so intrigued by you is that like, there's so like you pushed yourself to a point of, Oh no, I, I can get people to not like me or to be, or to be unsure of me. And that could be my ticket. And the thought to be like, holy shit, I will never in my mind do that because I care too much. Yeah. So like, I'm so intrigued. I want to learn from you. Yeah. You know, so, truthfully, a part yeah. of me was actually like, because I've never been that. I, 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 very similar, very similar to yeah. you. I, 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 for a long time, I, I had that plaguing of me within the back of my mind. And I was, I was like in in high school. I, I had that voice just in the back of my head, just talking yeah. shit. Like, you're you're a fucking piece of shit to me. Like I was walking around high school campus. St. Mary's with my bag in tow and you're a fucking loser. What the fuck is wrong with you? Nothing but like I, I that voice is all too fucking clear, man. I, 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 but like, I know what it's like to have that anxiety. However we cut this down, it is important that if people do stumble on this, they need to hear why we're here and they need to hear it authentically. Yeah. I think that was key because the one thing I I want to make sure we're doing moving forward is, as you said, this was your reminder, is that every every juncture, every five few five minutes or so, like we have to remember that this is in service to for a purpose. We're not here yeah. to hear ourselves talk. I'm here because, as I said, like this medium has saved me, mm. and I know that whatever story I have from my experience can really help other people because. Mm. There's a lot of people who seem on the surface like they have their shit together, but they worry about like their self-consciousness, their ego, yeah. their depression, the way they feel daily. But yeah. they're just like, nah, man, I got my shit together. I, I'm fine. I, yeah. I don't have to talk about the struggles. No. It's like, the mind, man. Feel, it's fine. And even if you don't talk about it with, with anybody else, we're here yeah. to do that for you. And we're three very different people with very different points of view. But like... Just put us on and and relax. This is Brad.